0: Welcome back. We are in Genesis chapter 22. Let's go. Oh man, this is a cool one. Such a great one. Genesis 22. We're going to talk about Abraham preparing to sacrifice his son Isaac. Now what I want you to think about through this whole study of what we're going to be studying today and probably tomorrow um, is Jesus. Jesus as the Son of God. In what we call typology that Isaac is a type of Jesus he is if you will kind of a foreshadowing of Jesus you will see a lot of the characteristics a lot of similarities between this situation of Isaac and Jesus and his birth and cross and all that good stuff so without further ado let's roll 22 1 now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him Abraham and he said here I am and they said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains on which of which I shall tell you. All right. So back to 22.1. Now it came to pass after these things. So we know this is happening after chapter 21. Why? Because we read that after these things. Great. God testing Abraham. It says God tested Abraham. Does God test you? Yes. Is he testing Abraham here? Yes. Does he tempt you? No. Temptation is of the devil. Testing, God will test you. Why? Because he wants to test you to see how you are doing, to strengthen your faith. Right? When diamonds are created, they're put under an immense pressure, and then, you know, the diamond is produced. And when you squeeze a lemon, you're putting pressure on that lemon, you should see, you know, we call it lemonade coming out. And when you squeeze a quick Christian, you should see Christ Coming out so we are there's purpose for our testing there's great purpose in that process and in the testing it conforms us more to the character of God it humbles us it helps us to focus on heavenly things rather than earthly and worldly things it helps us with our world uh, correct worldview and it also gives us an opportunity to, to really see if we love Jesus. Or if we love the world, are we just going to sit there and complain like so many people do and say, shake their fist at God and say, how dare you? How do you do this? Why would you do this? Why me? And there can't be a God who allows this to happen, this death, this job loss, this money problem, this cancer, this whatever it is, car accident. Or you can respond and say, Lord, give me peace during this trial. Give me patience. Help me to trust you. Help my faith to be so real that it's tangible that people see it that it changes me and it changes other people and so god is testing abraham and there's a great purpose and for you out there some of you listening to this feel like you're going through the test of your lifetime and it's hard and it's hard to bear Uh, god has put me through so many tests and each test seems to get a little I, i get more and more resilient with each one just trusting god not shaking my fist not asking why me those are the things i used to ask before i was walking with christ and now I just say, what do you want me to learn? Help me to be conformed to you. That doesn't make it easy. It makes it a lot easier than it used to be, a lot more understandable than it used to be. And I see that there's purpose in it. And he's never gonna be done, you know, sanctifying me and conforming to me as to his character, because I'm stuck in this nasty flesh that I'm in. And it's got all these temptations and, and uh things that rear its ugly head. So God will test you. So whatever you're going through, look at it as a test, as an opportunity to pass and to demonstrate your love for Christ. So God tests Abraham here and he speaks to him, right? He's speaking to Abraham. He's never spoke audibly to me, but he's spoken audibly to Abraham many times. Uh, about one count, uh, I haven't gone back and counted, one, one count uh, of another pastor I was listening to earlier this morning. said so this is the eighth time that he's spoken to Abraham. If God hasn't audibly spoken to you, that's okay. Maybe he has. Some of you he may have. Uh, he hasn't to me, but Abraham is clearly hearing him, and Abraham says, "Here I am." So Abraham's responding to God. Are you responding to God when God calls you? And I'm not talking about audibly, but when you feel in your spirit that check in your spirit, the the urge to do something, the urge to witness to someone, the urge to to do something for God and not for you. Do you respond? You say, "Here I am. I'm willing." okay, so I won't get my workout in today. I'll go do it, God. Okay, so it's going to take that, you know, $100 bill out of my wallet that I was going to use for food or new shoes or whatever. I'll go do it. Show me how to spend it, right? Or are we guarding ourselves and like, "Uh, eh, I don't think that was really God urging me." You know, I think that was just my, you know, this is my conscience. That was just something, you know, a guilty feeling, uh, this, whatever it is. No, God you know is speaking to us even though not audibly again for some people yes for me not yet um but how do we respond the answer should be here i am i'm ready i'm willing give me guidance and then just step forward in faith right you don't have to wait for him to put a sticky note on your computer that says here's what i want you to do next signed love god right He wants you to step out in faith. And what I can tell you on my experience, my journey, the more I step out, the more peace and joy I have. It's uncomfortable at first, but when you do it, I'm telling you, there's just no peace and joy like witnessing to someone, especially someone just God brings you in that divine appointment and kind of stops you in your tracks for that moment, for that day. It's incredible, it really is. So I hope that you'll step out and do that. And I hope that God will give me the strength and the courage to step out and do that more often as well. Verse two, then he said, this is God, then he, that means God, then he said, take your own son. I'm sorry, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. So he's talking about Isaac. Why does he call him his only son? Well, God is showing us that he forgets about sins. God knows that Ishmael is still there. Ishmael is the son that Isaac had first with Hagar, a maidservant. He had relations with his maidservant at the kind of instruction of his own wife, Sarah, who's like, go have a son, uh, child with her so that I can raise that child. And then they uh, had Hagar and Ishmael go out in the wilderness. And so God's saying, this is your only son. And he's not saying he doesn't care about Ishmael. He's basically saying, I recognize that Isaac is the one that we're going to grow great things. From, from the seed of Isaac, we're going to have nations and, and where Jesus is going to come from. So he's saying, you know, one sense you want to think about here for you is that God puts away that sin from your past. He puts it away as far as the east is from the west, and you're going to sin in the future too. So if you think God couldn't forgive me for this, I had relations before marriage, I did these drugs, I continued to drink and get drunk, I blank and blank and blank, and God can't forgive me. Yes, he can right? He's God. He created you from nothing. He can forgive anything. You're ultra anxious about something. You're ultra stressed about something. You're worried. You're depressed. It doesn't matter. God loves you and he can do anything. He is the God of all miracles and he can take away your pain. He can give you that joy. He can give you that peace, but it's releasing your life, submitting and asking him to take over. So here he's demonstrating that and saying, I forgetting about all your, all your sins. I know you lied uh, to Abimelech. And we talked about the redemption in the previous chapter. He's saying, I, I know you had relations out of marriage and, and went against what I told you to do and just trust me that you're going to have a son in the future. And you went and had Ishmael. He's saying, take your only, your only son, Isaac, okay? Now, think of John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, and have everlasting life, right? Your one and only son. This is that typology I was talking about. So think about Isaac as a type of Jesus. Is. take your only son. God had one son. Isaac has one son that's important in the eyes of uh, God. Even though he said he was going to make Ishmael a great uh, nation, and he did. He's talking right here specifically about Isaac. No, God did not have any other. Uh, does not have any other children other than Jesus. Though when we accept. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. We are adopted into that family. And we're, you know, the the group today that we are is the church. And we're going to be the body of Christ. Christ Jesus being the head. And all right, so back to the study. So it says, take now your son. So that word now, he's basically saying don't delay. Don't go home and think about this and make a list of pros and cons. Oh, man, I do that all the time. I'm so guilty of this. I take my little yellow sticky notes and I take the pros and the cons and what I should do. I, I go through 50 sticky notes a day. It's just some one of my mind thoughts. But here he's just saying, take now. Don't delay. Don't do this other stuff. Don't go and you know whatever about it. Just do it. And that, that's a, that can be really hard for a lot of people. It's hard for me to just do it right now. Don't think through the thing. Do it. But this is God talking, right? So take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. He knows that he loves him and cares for him. And so he knows it's going to be extra hard. But don't you think it was hard for God the Father to send God the Son, Jesus, to earth to be hated, ridiculed, spit on, uh, hit, whipped, uh, bled on his head with thorns, and put on a cross to die? Don't you think that that was hard for God the Father to send God the Son, Jesus, to earth to do that? Absolutely. And he knows that this is going to be hard for Abraham, and that's why he calls it a test. He's not like, this is easy, right? Just do this. He knows it's going to be hard because Abraham's going to be struggling with this flesh thinking, do I trust what God is saying or am I going to place my faith in this earthly thing and I'm not going to sacrifice my son? So keep going. It says, go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So he's saying, get out of here, go with your son. You're going to travel there. Oh, and by the way, you're going to burn your son. You're going to cremate him while he's still alive. And Isaac Abraham at this point has got to be thinking, "Huh, burn my my son? You know I love him. You just announced that you know that I love him, and you want me to burn him, right?" But Abraham, a man who has fallen several times that we've learned about, including lying twice, at least twice that we know about in the Bible, that. telling people that his wife was actually his sister. She was his half-sister, but that's a half-truth, which is a whole lie because he's intentionally trying to deceive them. And yet here he is being very obedient. And uh, obedient unto the point of death, not of himself, but uh, unto his son. In verse 3, So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. So he's taking some guys along with him. They're saddling up they got isaac his son and note that isaac is not young you know most people when they read this story growing up uh, or maybe even now you don't know this you're thinking isaac's you know two five ten twelve No, he's grown right he is a grown dude deep voice hair on his chest hair under the pits grown man right he's still his son my dad's seventy eight and I'm still his son. I'm still his child, right? I may be a grown child of his, but I'm grown. And so is Isaac here also. So Isaac is a willing participant in this. Isaac isn't just being, you know, tacked along where dad says, hey, we're going to go to the park. You know, take my hand and follow me. He's He's got big things uh, ahead of him right here that we will study and pick up on tomorrow on the back half of verse 3. But uh, stay tuned for the study because it's it's amazing. It's uh One of the best chapters of the Bible, I think. Lord, I thank you for all that you do. I thank you for the tests. I look back on the tests that you've put me through, and I've struggled through them. And with each one, I think I get better with trusting you more. I certainly know that my faith is stronger than it used to be. My trust for you is stronger. Sometimes in the midst of the trial, in the midst of that test, Lord, it seems hard or impossible but I know that there's purpose for it, and for the people who are listening to this, Lord, I pray that you would just speak to them. Some th- some of them are going through uh, a medium test, and th- some of them go- are going through the, just the biggest test of their lifetime. I pray that you would comfort their hearts, bring them the peace and the joy that you promise, but that only comes with us surrendering our lives. Not just that you know one time the altar call when we were 13 or 39 or whatever, but truly surrendering and submitting our lives, looking at the world through your glasses through your lenses and knowing that there's purpose and that you are going to test us because you want us to be more conformed to your character help each person listening to know that you love them and, and to for each of us to trust you more today amen thank you so much for listening to daily verse by verse we want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.